I'm Scott. This is Gavin. And I'm Craig. This is going to be great. Pointless podcast bollocks. Why don't you just try and enjoy yourself? I don't fucking know what number episode this is. Calm down. Tell you what, you two are both fucked in the head. Right, let's get some features done. What's not Scott? Mess all science, grind my gears, drag Loki. Can't we just talk instead of stupid features? Calm down. <laughs> I'm not keen on dogs with tails. Hey, what are you talking about? I'm sick of him and I'm sick of you. Chill the fuck out, man. <laughs> Jeez, I'm scared to say anything now in case I sound like another Jim Henson creation. Talking bollocks again, are we, Scott? I had a goldfish called Pete for 23 years. It wasn't the same fish, you just bought a new one every time it died. I know, that's what I mean. Welcome to Major's Mess Hall. Right, go on, switch that off, come on. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2017, you're listening to Major's Mess Hall, and it's episode 34. Um, We're off to a fucking brilliant start, because there's only two of us and there's supposed to be three. Craig, what's going on? I haven't got a clue, like... I heard that Scott's been awkward about tonight to come on. Yeah, basically, it's been, up to now, it's been three weeks since we put an episode out, and I think we did the same last Christmas, where it was like an extended period of time. It's usually every two weeks we upload an episode, but obviously it's been a little longer this time, and trying to get people together has been difficult. Uh, I've been I've been ill, like, <clears throat> still getting over a sore throat now, but I couldn't speak this time last week. I sound like an 80-year-old man. So we said, you know, it's usually we record on a Friday, so we basically said, you know, we'll do next Friday, and he said, no, I'm working. So yeah, I told him he only needed 10 minutes, and he said, no, he couldn't do 10 minutes. Oh, but in 10 minutes to do something. No, he, he, what, basically when I said we'll do Friday, he said, he can't do Friday, let's do um, Thursday or Saturday. I couldn't do Thursday, and I asked you, and you couldn't do Saturday. He then said to me, well, it's only 10 minutes, so let's just do it on Thursday. And I said, well, if it's only 10 minutes, let's just do it on Friday. And then he was like, fuck it, we'll do it on Saturday. I said, Craig can't do it on Saturday. <laughs> so we kind of sort of said that what we do is, because we got an interview with uh, a comedian from the, from the States called uh, Rochelle Renee, and uh, it was a really funny interview. It, just, it was just me and Scott that did it. So we've basically got that, which we're going to include in this episode. So that's coming up. So all I needed was an intro and an outro for this episode. So this is the intro. And we kind of said that we'd do the intro with Craig and the outro with Scott tomorrow. But to be honest, I just want to get this uploaded. So I think we're just going to skip Scott and you and me will just do the, the intro and the outro. What, what do you think, Craig? Yeah, yeah. Bye, bye, mate. Hi, I'm Jonathan Torrens, and you're listening to Major's Mess Hall Podcast. So, how was Christmas and New Year, Craig? I enjoyed Christmas, and uh, New Year was a pretty good one as well. Yeah, what did you do? 
Um, oh, God. Didn't do much of a Christmas style. I was at Leanne's most of the time. Having, we had a Christmas dinner. Uh, what is that? Your uncle. Oh. Yeah. Leanne's what? uncle came around. What's his name? Mike. Mike what? Was Mike Doyle. Mike Doyle. Mr. Doyle. We had a school teacher called Mr. Doyle, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah. He used to pick on me and Craig. He fucking hated me. <laughs> Mr. Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like I didn't like the the the, uh, the Latin. What was it? Social what was it? Yeah. Uh, what was social it? science. <coughs> yeah, I think it was social science, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I got fucking clear what the whole thing was. What the hell is social science? I don't know, it's like weird stuff. Is that like PSA? No, it was like um Things happening over the world or something. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it, it was all kinds of shit thrown into one. It was a point. Yeah. It was a pointless lesson. <laughs> I think it was like uh, you know, like people's attitudes and like, um, you know, like growing up and peer pressure and like all that sort of shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was all that like thrown in to a lesson. Oh. It was almost as pointless as Ari religious education. That was pointless. <laughs> That oh, was a fucking waste oh, of time. All we all we used to do in that lesson was play Bob Marley music. I don't know why the teacher liked Bob Marley, and uh, talk about um, ghosts and stuff, which is really random. But he used to tell us ghost stories. <laughs> so yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, we're go- we're going to be like um, collaborating with some of them, Craig. You know, you don't know yet. So I'll just tell you now. There's one called North and Scouse, and it's just two guys. One's from Liverpool, and one's from. He lives down in London, basically. But um, nice guys. Funny as well. So worth checking out. I know you won't, but I recommend it. Um, another one called Smorgasbord. <laughs> they... <laughs> well, where have I heard that before? <clears throat> Probably the Muppets. The Swedish chef we says it. We were talking it. about it in mine the other week. Smorgasbord? I didn't see what it meant. Oh, yeah. It's shmor- A smorgasbord is like, I think it is like a Swedish word. And it means, Google it now, Leon, while you're there. I think it's like, it's a Swedish word and it means like, like a variety of food. I th- I'm yeah, sure it's, it's like a buffet, isn't it? Yeah, it's I like, mean, a, you know, like, a, it's just, it's a variety of all different kinds of food. But this podcast is called Smorgasbord and it's basically one guy and he has like um, a load of all the guests on the show, but they're all like, they all have their own podcasts. So like he wants us to go on his show. So probably, unless you want to, probably just be me and Scott that'll do it. Just can't be arse forcing you into it. So I don't know if you're trying to get you to talk on our podcast, never mind someone else's. So uh, we'll be doing that, and then he wants to come on our podcast, so there's that. Um, some potential Trailer Park Boys cast members to come on as well. So yeah. we just need to get that in stone. I've, uh... Rance obviously told you, but I've, I've started drawing again. I Have actually you, yeah. didn't tell him that you'd actually started a picture. I haven't told him. Well, okay. It's obviously a Trailer Park Boys one for you to start talking about it. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Well, I don't want to tell you right now. I haven't finished it yet. I'm mm. like halfway through. Fucking hell, but, uh... you should enter it, you know, because um, I'm, not, I'm not just saying this, I'm being serious, but Swearnet, um, I've said, like literally said, whenever you do anything that's artistic to do with Trailer Park Boys, please submit it. Yeah. So it's good. You could win some prizes, mate. Yeah, finish her off sometime. That means never. No, well, 
I'm, I'm actually impressed what I've done. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the first like one I haven't like done one through the way like I used to do. Yeah, I fucking told. I've been telling you this for years that you're good and you need to take it up again. Uh. So I hate to say I told you so, but I fucking did. <laughs> Just talk, mate. Tell us, tell us something. Well, welcome to my birthday in the month. Thirty-three. Fucking hell! I know, fucking hell, bastard. Thirty-three. Hello. Um, sh- hopefully, get get start booking stuff like the uh, you know the Chicago trip and all that. Yeah. Start getting it booked soon because uh, it'll be happening. Right. So we'll go through to the, fuck. I can't be asked. Go through to the interview. This is a fucking washout. This episode. <laughs> go through this is the uh, actually you can inter- you can introduce it Craig Rochelle uh, Renee Rochelle Renee Rochelle Renee so it was it you and Scott yeah yeah it's Rochelle Renee coming up now is the interview of Rochelle fucking hell Rochelle oh, I'm going to say Rochelle every time <laughs> So here is the interview of Michelle Renee. No. Michelle oh. Renee. That's what it said. You said Michelle. What is it? Michelle? No, Rochelle. Oh, Rochelle. Oh, oh, okay. Fucking hell. Fucking names. I to say. Okay, so here is now the interview with Rochelle Renee with Gavin and Scott. Where were you? I was... Fucking hell, say all that again. <sighs> so here's the interview with Rochelle Renee, with Gavin and Scott. Uh, me, I was not around at the time, because I was busy. Doing what? <sighs> what? <laughs> Doing what? <laughs> For fuck's sake. When was the interview made? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometime in fucking October or September or something. I think oh, it was October. I don't know what I was doing. Just pick something up. I'll do it again. So here is the interview with Rochelle Renee with Gavin and Scott. Right. I wasn't. It's Rochelle. Right, okay. Rochelle, okay. So now here is the interview with Rochelle Renee with Gavin and Scott. I wasn't in the in This is fucking annoying this. <laughs> You'll get it in the end. Just so breathe. now here is the oh. oh, sake. Just breathe. So now here is the interview with Rochelle Renee with Gavin and Scott. I wasn't there at the time. Because I was busy. Uh, I remember what I was doing, to be honest. Make some but up. I wasn't available at the time. I was probably out somewhere with Leanne or something like that. Probably not. Probably sat on your ass. Yeah, okay. So here it is. Rochelle Renee. Rochelle. Rochelle Renee. <laughs> it's Rochelle, but it's pronounced Rochelle. Whatever. Oh, what's occurring? 
It's Nessa from Barry Island, and you're listening to Major's Mess Hall. Now sling your hook or I'll break your face. Hey, what's up, Rochelle? How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Not bad. Can't complain. So, so on the line, we got myself, Scott, of course. I've been talking to you for a while. And uh, we got Gavin. He lives up in Halifax, Nova Scotia. But he's originally from Liverpool, UK. Yeah, that's why, so, I've, that's uh, why I've got a funny accent. Oh, I totally miscalled that. I thought it was Kenyan. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the people that want to know uh who we're talking to tonight we got a uh, stand-up comedian uh rochelle renee and she's known throughout the indiana night cl- comedy clubs and uh i had the chance to see her when i went to go meet sam lasco and uh i i found you very funny i loved your set and uh we've uh watched you online when you did the live shows online when you were mike pence oh and- <laughs> That's always a fun little bit to do. <laughs> and for the for the people that don't know who Mike Pence is, you know, in other countries, he's the governor of Indiana and uh, and uh, vice president elect. He'll be uh, Donald Trump's vice president. Great. Fun times. <laughs> really sweet man. Really, really open to uh, the homosexual agenda and helping us push that forward. <laughs> A few steps backwards. Yeah. I will say this for Mike Pence, though. He uh, unknowingly did more for gay rights in the state of Indiana than anyone else before him. So. Really? Yeah. Just by, uh, oh, I don't know, openly, uh, like, right after the Supreme Court decision, he, like, was one of the first to try to, like, appeal it. And it's like, I don't. I don't know if you realize how this whole thing works, but you can't like overturn a Supreme Court decision. But it, it like you know people were boycotting Indiana, like uh, the NCAA. They were about they were thinking about pulling their business and having like the attorney because of the whole thing. So it brought a lot of good attention to the gays in Indiana. So probably wasn't what he was going for, but. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, how's things been? Things are, things have been going good, man. Things are going good. How are things uh, with you guys? Not yeah, bad, no yeah. complaint. We, like we we've just had like a bit of an upsurge on Twitter. Like I don't know why, but like we're getting a lot of followers on Twitter. So it's we're not complaining. It's just really random. I mean, we me and Scott have been doing a lot of like uh, networking and stuff on there. So that's probably got something to do with it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, when you guys asked me to be on the show, I uh, listened to a couple of the shows, and I really enjoyed it, and actually a buddy of mine in, like, Podunk, Podunk Northern Indiana, sent me a message yesterday and told me uh, he and his buddies, he's a vet, um, they loved your love your show, and it's got a lot of popularity with the military right now. <laughs> well, that's good. Nice. <laughs> nice. We, we, you know, because we're on, like, so many different like iTunes and SoundCloud and and like every little place that we can be we are and we don't get to see like the actual numbers except from one spot because iTunes doesn't show us like how many people have listened and so it's driving us crazy that we don't know you know what the true number is you must be doing pretty well if like a 
random guy from a town literally small enough to fit inside Lindsay Lohan's vagina likes you. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Indiana did you say that uh, he was from? Albion, Indiana. Oh, that's towards uh, like northern Indiana, towards yeah, kind of by Fort Wayne. Yeah, yeah, because I'm in Indiana too, up by Gary, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't like to tell too many people that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're down in Indy. You live down in Indy, right? Yep, yep. Uh, there, there wasn't a lot of uh, my dating pool up in Albion, Indiana. Um, wasn't really attracted to my cousins. <laughs> well that's a good thing <laughs> oh man so uh, how'd you get in the stand-up well um i actually kind of started doing comedy it was like five years ago and it was through a podcast um i i would come home at two o'clock in the morning on weekends with like just different girls every weekend, just being a total hoe, slamming the puss, <laughs> living it up. <laughs> and there was this guy who was on the podcast who I always saw him out on the stoop when we were smoking a cigarette at like 2 a.m. You sure it was but, cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, was, you know. I mean, there was, there was some tobacco in there somewhere. Yeah, Sam said it was really strong tobacco when I talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the coolest moments of stand-up. My stand-up career so far was like getting to hang with him in the green room and helping him out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, when I was sitting in his dressing room giving him an interview, I, it was giving me a little bit of a... Giving him a what, Scott? A contact tie. That's a, you know, it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Cause I don't, I haven't smoked in a while, so like, <laughs> y y you know, and Sam's room was nice. It was dark, and and oh, this sounds like it's going bad weight. It uh, no, it's, it, it's so, but no, whatever he was smoking, which came from you, he uh, he enjoyed it. <laughs> and now I can like tell all my buddies that um I hooked up one of the trailer park boys and then he now has my number like that was total bragging rights that is that is not many of my friends can say they smoked out the greasy caveman well gavin uh this past weekend got to go see uh uh the, the guys that play ricky julian bubbles and then he got to meet the guy to play j-rock and hang out with him and they all gave us uh jingles for the show so uh yeah, I mean, that's pretty... awesome. I bet I bet those guys would be fun as hell to party with. Yeah, yeah, they really they really down to earth guys, and they they're quite similar to the characters, really, just in in the way of like you know, the the smoking and stuff and the drinking. But no, they they really I mean they're professional guys, but they're just really like to talk to them. You just it's just like talking to anyone else. They're just really down to earth. Yeah, I that that would be awesome. Like they just. I mean, you just want to, like, be in just one of the episodes with them. The crazy shit that they come up with, it's like, you you know they've got, there's got to be some element of character to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well Gavin happened to be an extra at uh, in their third movie, Don't Legalize This, so he got to see firsthand what goes on behind the scenes and all that. Yeah, so, that, was, that was fun. 
I bet that was kick-ass. It was just good because it was Mike Clattenburg who, who directed, who like basically started the whole Trailer Park Boys thing off, and he directed the first seven seasons and all the movies. And it was his last time working with them, so it was just nice to be on set like under his direction. So yeah, because that, that won't happen again. It's really cool what they've done and what they've accomplished in the road that they they've come down because you know that there was such a lapse in between Showtime and Netflix. Oh yeah. But they still, I mean, like it's very it's very rare that you can see a lapse like that happen and then the show pick it up and just be as good, if not even better. Well, it's it's as well. It's like um, it's it's just it's gone mental. Like everyone all over the world is just like. Because because of Netflix, it's just been able to switch on to this little small Canadian TV show that really wasn't very big to begin with. It was just a cult following, and now it's kind of it's not even a cult thing anymore because everybody knows what Trailer Park Boys is, even if you've never seen it before. You know the name because it's it literally as soon as you go on Netflix, it's nine times out of ten, it's on the friggin' homepage in every country. So oh yeah, it's it's and crazy. they've got like twenty million specials out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like that that Netflix deal has just totally broken the mold for them. Like it's just they've never been as big as they are now. Yeah. It, my, I have to say my favorite episode I can watch over and over again is when Randy throws piss jugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're they're up in the trees and everything else. It's amazing how many truckers actually do have piss jugs. Like it's a real thing cuz even in my job, like we get a lot of truckers coming in to drop stuff off, and if you just look on the seat, you'll normally normally see a, a piss jug there that's like half full. <laughs> like it actually happens. I don't know. If they, I don't know if they friggin' drill the thing out on the highway or when they finish with it, but they definitely fill one up. That's hilarious. You know, I gotta apologize. I asked you a question, and then I like I'm all over the place, and oh, yeah. And, no, maybe right. it maybe it was being jealous that you were bringing so many women home and yeah. <laughs> yeah. The life of, of a single lesbian in, in Indianapolis. I mean, just crushing it, crushing the puss. <laughs> and, and I did take notes during your set because you even asked me. Uh, you even when you were talking, I was like on my phone, like typing, and you're like, oh, texting during. You know why I'm talking, and I said I was taking notes. <laughs> and then I took a picture of your very nice diagram where you compared the, the women's anatomy to a car, and uh, <laughs> taught me a lot of stuff. Well, you know what? I, for I for totally forgot. That was the uh, only time that I usually use it as as an analogy to a football team. Oh, but nice. Yeah, I decided to go with the car just for Sam, and I haven't used it since. I don't remember what any of them were. <laughs> I, I, I would have took more pictures, but, you know, like, with the cameras being on the phone and all that, people don't know whether you're videoing them. And, you know, like, the manager asked if I was videoing the show, and I'm like, no, I'm just taking pictures, you know, and... and yeah. it, it, yeah, no. I, I know some people, some comics, they get kind of really touchy about that. Like, cause I've had, I've had my stuff videotaped and, and like, it's, it's never bothered me because if anyone ever like videotapes my stuff or like puts my diagram online, like to me, that's publicity, that's free publicity for me. So I totally wouldn't have mind even if you had, 
but I like that diagram. It's I was in um, I was in a contest, an all female contest down in Louisville, and um, a bachelorette party of like ten chicks. It was at a gay bar. They came in just in time for my diagram bit. And they actually, it was a vote, vote, uh, crowd voting contest. And I got through to the finals and I was so excited. It was my first finals that I actually gave them the diagram and we left and went to get something to eat. And when we came back, we went into the dancing area and my diagram was floating around a crowd of people and they were all taking pictures with it. It was, <laughs> it was great. I, so I, I don't mind that at all. I, I've given away that thing so much. Like I one of the frat houses at Butler now has my pussy hanging in their main hall. Hey, can't go wrong with that. No. <laughs> so uh have you ever it's gotta be you know, like a different crowd every night and all that. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen, you know, like from your point of view on the stage? There was, we were doing this one show not too long ago. I ha- I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had too much crazy shit happen. Um, but there was this one guy who had like wandered into the show and he was like wearing a dark trench coat, just kind of weird looking. And my buddy Ray was on stage. My buddy Ray was hammered on stage. And this guy <laughs> kept coming up to him and trying to like play this rubber band into the microphone. And Ray was drunk, so I mean, it was it was kind of the perfect mess. It was so funny. Nice. I was like running the show, so I was like, at what point do I intervene? And is it bad that I'm not intervening because it is cracking my shit up? <laughs> now, now your your comedy, your tours, and all that around the different comedy clubs. You you guys basically always like perform together like you got charlie hester on a lot of your shows uh yeah. luke luke basel uh, is that how you say his last name basil yeah basil and and uh it seems like like all you guys you know you sit together you guys are always laughing and having fun and right. it's got it's got to be like a family huh it it is it is um charlie charlie i always love to have and see her um she is kind of like uh, a mother hen. I, and I don't want to say that because, I mean, she's definitely like a MILF mother hen. <laughs> um, but she she's so wise and so funny and so smart. And she's helped me a lot in just what, like, Mohammed and I uh, trying to do shows and kind of breaking into the scene in some way where, you know, we're not just kind of doing open mics, but we're doing theme shows and trying to do something a little different. She's been really helpful. And then, yeah, I've got a couple of buddies. Um, my birthday, my 30th birthday is coming up, and I'm going to do an all-female uh, show, but I wanted my two guy buddies on the on the bill, so I managed to uh, get them to agree to dress as women for the night. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, it is, and you, you end up traveling together and you do cool things, like, you know, uh, a comic will call you up on at four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon and say, Hey, you want to go to Dayton and do 10 minutes? Like it gets to be amazing how far you'll go to be on stage for like five, 10 minutes. 
Oh, I know how that is. You know, oh, it's it's the greatest feeling in the world, you know, when you, as soon as you make someone laugh and you hear that laugh, it's just the biggest high. Have you ever, like, have you ever had a really bad audience where it just, like, none of the jokes were landing? Just not because of you, but because of the audience? Oh, yeah. That happens pretty, I mean, that happens pretty regularly. Like, um, I was at a show Monday night, and it was, like, a room, it was, like, ten comics, maybe two non-comics. And it, well, it was kind of a weird vibe anyway, because it was, like, half the comics just brought their diary entries and and read them out loud and i wasn't sure if it was like a poetry slam or a comedy show <laughs> but it, it was like uh there was there was nothing there was nothing there and i don't know um it, it, it the first time that happens because it, it, it happens quite a bit especially when you do so many shows sometimes it's just a weird non-reactive crowd and it's a weird feel to the show you know maybe the host hasn't brought the energy um, but that, I don't know, it's, it's kind of goes along with the, with the whole thing, I think. So I, it, you know, the first couple of times it happened, it, it bothered me, but overall now I just kind of like, ah, it was a weird night, go home, smoke a joint and yeah. do better stay. I know that the, uh, the, the co-creator of Seinfeld, Larry David, he, I remember once he was saying that when he used to do stand up years ago in New York, he, he walked out one day and he just took a look at the audience and he was just like, no. And he just he just turned around and walked off. I don't know what it was, but it was, he just looked at the audience and he could tell that it just wasn't the right audience. He just looked yeah. and walked off stage. You can just imagine him doing that. I, I, I felt bad for the show that I was at, you know, that you and Sam were at. And I, I, I'm always like the first in line because I'm always there early and all that. And, and like there was nobody around me. And for like, I kept texting Gavin. I'm like, nobody's fucking here, man. This is ridiculous. You know, and yeah. and, and uh, I, I feel bad, you know, because you guys are like absolutely funny. And and pe- I don't know whether it's because the Cubs were playing the Dodgers in the last game there, you know, for that. That's part of the series or uh, who, who the fuck knows. But you guys deserve a bigger crowd because, you know, I was very entertained. And actually, that was my first uh, comedy show that I ever been to. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've gone to the Trailer Park Boys shows and all that when they come to Chicago. And, yeah, it's not the same, and, though, is it? No, not at all. You know, because they have each other to work off of, whereas, like, Rochelle has just her, you know? So it's, God, man, it's just got to be rough some nights. It, well, yeah, it, it de- yeah, it definitely, it definitely can be. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know, like... I think about times that, that I've gotten discouraged with comedy and it, it's never something that, I mean, I just absolutely love doing it. If I could figure out a way to eventually make a living out of it, I totally would. But it's it's just, uh, you know, especially in just the craziness that we all live in right now, it's you feel pretty blessed and, and honored when you can go on stage and make a group of people laugh. You know what I'm saying? And kind of take them out of their world for a minute. You know, that's like the payoff for me and Gavin and Craig, who's in the UK, but, you know, it's like two in the morning for him, so that's why he wasn't on no, tonight. didn't give a fuck, uh, basically. But... <laughs> well, that's what we call a pussy. Tell him to wake his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, like, 
when people tell us, hey, we were having a rough day, so we turned your podcast on and it made us laugh, that's our big payoff. You know, when you can, like, enlighten somebody for just, I don't know, 40, 50 minutes and just make them laugh, you know, that that's what we love. That's why we do this this oh, totally. show. Totally. And I, yeah, well, and you're... You... I have to go back and listen to the rest of them, but I've been listening and they've they've been cracking my ass up. So good job to you guys and kudos. <laughs> Thank you. Our, our favorite episode, and if you haven't heard it, honestly, listen to the episode called Dick Johnson, and uh, uh-huh. he's he's a made up redneck ghost hunter. I don't uh-huh. I, I don't think it is that. I think that's the first time he came on. But the, like the better, the the more funnier one in my opinion is the one after that. But I can't remember the title of it. It's the Halloween special. The just, Halloween one. Yeah, I just I'll can't remember what we called it. And listen to those. The Dick Do- Johnson one already. I'm, I'm going to love it just based on that description. Hey, I mean, he's a friend of ours. He's from Maine. And, uh, I mean, we got people that ask to do things, you know, skits or whatever on the show. So, I mean, it, people absolutely love him. We got T-shirts made with him on it now. And and uh, those are going good. But, uh yeah, he hunts like mythological creatures, you know, like like the big hairy beaver bitch, you know, at, at the local strip bar, you know. It's just, and he always has his two fists, thunder and lightning, with him. So, uh, and his made-up Mexican cameraman Pedro, you know. So, so he had to go to Mexico and uh, try to get Pedro out of there before. Uh, the Don builds the wall because uh, Pedro can't, Pedro can't pole vault that high, so <laughs> so for him. <laughs> so yeah, give that episode a listen. I mean, I I forget what the Halloween show is called, but uh, it, it, it's we and then we usually when we have him on, we have this other guy, our north of Toronto. His name's Wes, and those two click <laughs> together. You know, and and you can sit back and just listen to those two go at it. So, but. I'll definitely have to check that out. So, I, uh, have you uh, ever had any hecklers? You know, i i haven't I haven't had any hecklers. Like I've had, um, you know, I've had people interact. Um, I don't know. Like i I like it when. I don't, I don't necessarily get upset when like an audience member talks to me or like, you know, talks, um, unless they're like just drunk and being an asshole, but I've been fortunate enough. I haven't ever really had to deal with it. And it's interesting to see how other, other comedians deal with it. Like some, I saw, uh, one person just like, uh, he was getting heckled and he was from out of town he was like from Ohio somewhere and we were up in Muncie and it's, it's a really just kind of chill vibe there. And it's one of my favorite shows to do for the comedy underground up there. Uh, but this one guy from Ohio came on and like a comedian, he didn't realize it was a comedian. This audience member said something and the guy just was like, well, fuck you. And you get a, it's not that fucking easy to be up here. Why don't you come up here and try it? What do you do? And, and the audience member was like, actually, I'm headlining the show. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Wow. But the That's guy, kind of... like, he, it was a seven-minute set, and he got off the stage at three minutes because he couldn't let it go. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, eh, you know, if someone's talking, like, I, you know, I just try to go off the cuff and, and interact and still make it funny. And, you know, if, if, a, if some jokes don't get told, that's okay. Like, I've, I've had some pretty funny things happen from audience interaction, you know, and that stuff's so authentic. It's not anything that's ever going to happen again. Well, that, that kind of right. showcases your talent as well, doesn't it? Because, you know, you can you can have, like, a shit ton of ideas down and you know what you're going to say. But then when someone, like, just catches you off the bat and then you come back at them totally off the bat, you know, the audience can see that, you know, you're a really talented comic to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, th- thanks. That, yeah, that's kind of what I'm, I'm hoping for. And I, and I like the idea of, of seeing... Uh, it's like a creative challenge when you can just do something off the cuff and, and be witty. Yeah. And have it work. So who would you say is like your inspirations, like, uh, you know, comedic wise? Like, is it, have you got any like, I don't want to say idols, but, you know, like uh, all the comics that you kind of aspire to a little bit? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kathleen Madigan. Okay. I don't think I've heard of her. She, yeah, she's, um, she's been around for quite, quite a while. Um, She's a road comic. She, her, and and Lewis Black are are really good friends. And um, but what I like about her is, like, you, you kind of see something in in female comedy. Um, like, you know, there there is kind of a double standard there. I feel sometimes where it's like women don't want to be seen as just like sexualized. Like Amy Amy Schumer, for for instance. You know, like I watched her career the whole way through and she did like her coming up she talked mainly about like being really slutty and sleeping with all these guys but now she's like you know a, a you know this man hating bashing co- female comedian and it's like you can't like tell people not to sexualize you when that's what you kind of made your career out of yeah you know, so what, what I, and, and you see a lot of women thinking that they have to get laughs out of like sexualizing themselves and referring to themselves as a slut. And I mean, I, this is coming from someone who has a whole shtick with a huge vagina, but what I really appreciate about Kathleen Madigan is that she does really funny, smart humor. Like you don't realize she, she kind of approaches it. Like she doesn't know what's going on. But then when you think about the joke and what she said, it's extremely intelligent. And uh, she's extremely relatable. She never never talks about what a lot of other female comedians are talking about. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'll have to check it out. I'd, honestly, I've never heard of her, but I'm sure like there's probably some stuff on YouTube I could probably find. Oh, yeah. And, well, and she's done stuff. Uh, she does. She's done the USO a few times, and she does stuff with Ron White a lot. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, she's pretty, pretty amazing. I like her, and I, I, I do. I, you know, with all that being said, I also like Chelsea Handler just because I love her delivery. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I like her new show on. Woman. Her new show on Netflix is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, another female stand-up that I, I haven't heard from in a while is uh, Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I've I've seen her live. Me and my buddy, uh, <laughs> actually. So I I broke up with this girl I was seeing, 
And two days later, she got me tickets to the Lisa Lampanelli show, knowing my buddies would be there and that I wanted to go. And I ended up getting the number of the bartender at Old National Center in the intermission. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you'd be a good wing person to take to at a bar, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I have no fear. I just went up to her and I was like, well, you're cute. Are you single? She goes, yeah, recently. And I was like, well, you, you like girls? She's like, I guess I could give it a shot. And so I gave her my number and she texted me literally 20 minutes later. Wow. <laughs> but we went and saw Lisa Lampanelli and uh, she said the word cunt 77 times, which I loved. Wow, just like the British people? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I loved her comedy, but... She, she was ruined for me, actually, when I saw her on The Apprentice. Oh, oh yeah. God. Donald Trump ruins everything, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, she she especially, I was just like, man, you're kind of a, I just am not a fan of you anymore. She was kind of a bitch, and she cried a lot. I was like, oh, you're annoying as shit. So I still like to listen to her, her stuff every now and then, but I I saw her on that show, and I was like, you're just kind of a whiny little bitch. You know, one person that that is coming back into the comedy scene, he hasn't announced on a tour yet, but he was talking on Fallon, but uh, Eddie Murphy, and I, I really don't know if that's a good step for him because he can't live up to the legend that he was. Yeah, yeah. He's become a parody of himself, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's Disney. You know, you're always going to see Donkey <laughs> From fucking Shrek. Yep. Yeah. Or the Doctor, Doctor Professor. Doctor <laughs> or what the what was the haunted one? Uh, the haunted mansion. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Daycare dad. You know, I meant it's not delirious and it's not raw. You know, so. Well, and the st- look at look at Bob Saget's stand up career. <laughs> that yeah. that's the you know like a lot of people think Danny Tanner is how he is. And, and on stage, but you go see Bob Saget, and it's a whole different person, you know? So, right. but. Talking about like kitty porn and. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we do appreciate you being on, and uh, yeah. we're going to wrap this up and all that, and maybe down the road we can get you back on and. Definitely. Totally. So, before I go, though, I do have to, I have to tell the, the first time I did stand up. Okay. So so I ended up being on the show, and then, you know, it got canceled. And then a while later, um, it was my, my roommate's 40th birthday party, and he had a roast at a private estate in Carmel and asked me if I would be on the roast. 150 people. Wow. One of the largest crowds I've played to this day. And uh, I had gotten so drunk and I'm a big fan of the roast, so I like had roast format shit prepared. And I got I got so drunk, and my friend went up before me, and right as she was going up, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm about to puke. I can feel it. I, it's coming up." But I didn't have time to run to the bathroom, <laughs> so I had a half full solo cup right next to me, and I picked that thing up, and I just threw up in the cup. <laughs> And sat it down and went up on stage. 
I, I hope the next drunk person that came along didn't like say, "Oh, so I left her drinking." Slam, <laughs> slam that. <laughs> I hope not either, because that was yeah, cup full of vomit. But it, it went really well. Like uh, my first joke was like, "I'm I'm Sean's lesbian roommate," but that's what I tell him so I don't have to fuck him. <laughs> I got like. And then I had one joke, and that that joke I think is what got me started in doing stand up. And I said that he um, he brought home more broken hose than an Irish potato farmer, <laughs> <laughs> like in front of his parents and several folks he was trying to fuck. <laughs> but oh, it, and, and, and then I was. After that, I had it went around the internet, and people told me I should try stand up. So that's how I got into it. That's awesome. But uh, again, we appreciate your time, and uh, we really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, and, uh, thank like you. it's like I said, down the road, and you know, if uh, if you want to ever come back on, you know, we'd be happy to have you. And just to, oh, totally. obviously to anyone listening as well, just uh, just YouTube uh, Rochelle Renee. She is hilarious. Seriously, check her out, guys. She's really funny. And she's also on Facebook. You can check her out there. She's got, like, her tour dates, upcoming tours, if you're in the area. And and do yourself uh, a favor and, and go see her. Because, like Gavin said, she is hilarious. Thank you, guys. And I appreciate you letting me uh, be on the show. I, I will definitely be back. Cheers, Michelle. Hey. See you guys. Have you a good one. Hey, what's going on? This is Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, and you're listening to Major's Bass Hall. <laughs> so there was the interview with Rochelle Renee with Gavin and Scott. Hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Craig? Yeah. What was your favourite part? What the hell, mate? I don't know. You haven't listened to it, did I? <laughs> Are you going to listen to it once it's uploaded? I still haven't listened to all the others, you know. Why? Well, I just can't seem to get round to listening to them. How can you knock it? You just put, just listen. Just do it while you put it on while you're doing something. Uh, maybe it's just the sound of my voice. I hate, I hate my voice. <clears throat> just get used to it. Um, but if, you, if you're listening, Michelle, thanks very much for uh, being a part of Major's Mess Hall. And we will definitely have you on again sometime. And uh, any any local listings, uh, any any gigs you've got lined up, just you know we will share them if you put them up on Facebook. So uh, be sure to do that. Um, and that pretty much wraps up episode thirty-four with me and Craig, the heart and soul of Major's Mess Hall. Absolutely. So, do you want to just leave Scott one message because he's going to listen to this? So I'm going to get this edited tonight. He's going to be listening to it. So, jokes aside, no, no fucking joke. Like, put the jokes aside. What have you got to say to him about not being here? Okay. You're a fucking idiot, Scott, for not being on. You, you know, you put work first. You can't even put 10 minutes into whatever you're doing just to do this podcast. Nice one. Yeah, it's Scott. I have to agree with Craig there. You know, it's uh, it's not the first time this has happened, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Like you just you just seem to make a habit of letting us down. You know, we we feel 
we feel a little bit used. You know, you use us when you need us. And then when, <laughs> when you're not interested, you, you drop us. You drop us like a fucking bad habit. Yeah. Something else, Craig, actually, just before we go, talking about Scott, and he's, he's changed something else, mate, on the uh, the visit to Chicago. What now? <clears throat> so you're going to hate this, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to save you. But um, he's basically, he's cancelled the uh, the trip to Six Flags, which you were looking so forward to because there's a Superman ride there. So that's been canned. Um, and then something else now, he knows this is what you're going to hate. He knows that I really like Boys to Men, the R&B group. And uh, apparently they're going to be performing while, while we're there. And he's trying to convince me into going to see them with you while I'm there, while we're there. And I, I'm I'm saying we should leave it because it's not your kind of thing. And he's he's saying that um, we should just go anyway because we can get like a voice sound clip off them at the end of the show. Cause you can you can always meet them. So he basically wants to go to the show and then meet them afterwards. I think you have to pay like sixty dollars or something to, for a meet and greet. So you go up, have a little chat with them, get a photograph and an autograph. So he wants to do that so he can get voice clips off them. Um, but I just said we should probably leave it, and he's saying that. The three of us should go. No. Well, can't you two just go or something? And then, like, I just stay at his house or something. I, I said, I said that, and you know, do you know what he said? What? He doesn't trust you in his house on your own. His wife or whoever be there, won't he? I don't know. He just said he doesn't trust you on on your own in his house. What a prick. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> now I just said you wouldn't buy. The t- there's no way you pay. You pay a. You pay the fee to buy tickets for it. And he said he was going to buy them anyway, and then surprise you when you get there. I don't. I won't like it. I know. I've told him that. Well, I'm telling myself then. Well, you can do it now if you want, because he's going to listen to this. Yeah, okay. So, Scott, uh, I heard that you want to take me and Gareth to see fucking Boys to Men. Well, let me tell you, I'm not interested, sorry. So you can either you and Gareth go, I can stay at your house, but apparently I can't be fucking trusted, which is <laughs> fucking nice of you to say. But you're going to have to think of something else, because I am not going... So you can sod off. And if you and Gav go to see Boys to Men, me and your wife can just go to Six Flags and just fuck you off. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. <laughs> so there you go, Scott. So your Boys to Men idea has been canned. So, yeah, right, we're going to wrap it up now. That's episode 34 with me, Gav, and Craig, and Scott. Me, Craig. Scott can fuck off. Yeah, Scott will be with us um, for the next episode. Not 100% certain on the guest yet, but uh, I just know it's going to be an amazing guest, so stay tuned for episode 35. Peace out. See ya.